0: Am I on, yeah, find the right button that makes my heart want to sing too yeah. it, I didn't know that song, but that's an amazing song. Please be seated we're going for the for the children's verse we're going to go to Malachi, the fourth chapter last week, we were in Malachi a little bit, and it really convicted me in in the events of my week. I've never let these two verses go from me, and I want to share them with the children and then the, and then we're going to do some uh, we're gonna. Mark's gonna do a little talking, and I'm gonna tie it all together. I believe the Holy Spirit's gonna tie it all together. How that impacts our church, how that impacts our lives, and uh, I'm just gonna kind of share with you how the Holy Spirit's been tying it all together with me this week currently. But to start with, with you guys, we're gonna start here, Malachi four one, and then we're gonna go four one and two. And they're a little bit hard to understand, but I'm going to break them out for you, okay? So if we got four one, it says the Lord of Heaven's Army says the day of judgment is coming, burning like a furnace. On that day, arrogant and the wicked will be burned up like straw; they will they will be consumed, roots, branches, and all. And then if we go to the second verse, it says, "But for you, who fear my name, the Son." Of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy like calves let out to pasture. When I watch you guys dancing up here, you remind me of that. You're leaping and joy and dancing, and you're having a very joyful time. And it is we have that same. We can be that free and that joyful. No, if we're the ones that are seeking our Lord. And you're here, so you're on the right pra- path to that. The first verse, the reason that we started there is that we know what we deserve. We do naughty things. As little people, as grown people, a lot of our actions are not righteous. We know what we really deserve. But for you who fear my name, for us that, that seek the Lord, that, that take him serious, we have freedom. I want to read it again. For you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings. That means that we're going to be overcome from all of those naughty things that we did or the naughty things that happened to us. But for you who fear my name, the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in his wings, and you will go free, leaping with joy. Like calves led out to pasture, like children dancing at church. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. Thank you that we can be righteous in you because we surely can't on our own. Father, thank you for creating a way that we could have this level of freedom, that we could have that we could be supernaturally upgraded from what we deserve to what you desire. I praise you for this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's give these little guys a hand as they go. They're awesome. And I'm Mark, I don't know, you know, it's been a while since he's been here. I don't know if I need to reintroduce him to you all. This is Mark Messenger. He's been part of the church for a long time, in case you didn't know. But... We haven't seen too much of him, but I think we're going to yeah. see more of him now for a while, yeah, for a while. W- which is a good and a bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'll get some jokes lined up. <laughs> yeah, I'll get some lined up. Hey, Chris, come up here for a second. I kind of want to set the tone or what we're talking about today uh, and, and go back over our history for just a second about what a year and nine months ago and and i have no idea how it happened but chris and i kind of inherited the job or was somehow got the job of figuring out what we were going to do and our church was our church was failing at the time it was it was going down and chris and i prayed a lot i knew i was stupid i was pretty sure he was close but i you Mm -hmm. know I knew I knew I couldn't figure it out and and Chris and I I don't know how many hours we spent talking on the phone uh somewhat scared of, of the responsibility and and somewhat glad that that we at least had the opportunity to try. Exactly. So on that day that we got the church, we had a, a shell of a building out there which we still have. And in that building there was nothing. But we had some money in the bank. We had, I think, about 150000 in the bank in total. So from that day forward, Chris and I threw a lot of prayer and a lot of talking back and forth and going back home to pray and talking again tomorrow. Somehow we ended up with John Paul, and that was a
2: great decision. God God. Yeah, God, yeah. Everything that's happened, you know, and this just looking back on it, I mean, God – you know like Mark said we're not the smartest sharpest <laughs> knife in the drawer but god has been amazing to watch god move because god definitely took the uh, bull by the horns and everything that's happened has happened in him so uh he's been good yep yes so yeah and then from from that point uh
1: because we knew nothing about running a church or managing a church <laughs> i don't know one friday afternoon about four o'clock i'm way over in the texas panhandle i'd been buying cattle over there somewhere and we find out that the next morning in south texas they're having a a cowboy church meeting for for leadership so i drive back to back to woodward pick chris and john you got a little
0: driving award on the way yes
1: (laughs) i did i when you go through Higgins in that 35-mile-an-hour speed limit, don't be going 90. And, uh, and if you pass the guy, you know, pass him on the left and you go by him that fast, you can either pull over now or just try to get on to Oklahoma. But I pulled over and, and I got a little driving award that night. But We've made a lot of mistakes, I'm sure, through through the whole process. of, But hiring John Paul wasn't one of them and uh he's an uh united us as a community of people that love each other and 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 he did and here's the thing about john paul when when uh chris and i hired him we had a we had a meeting with him and we said what all do you want to be involved in what all do you want to to be in control of at our church you know, John Paul, how he is, he says, I just want to be in in control of the spiritual health of the people. I don't want any other responsibilities. You guys, I don't know anything about it. I don't want to mess with it. I just want to be in control of the spiritual health of our people.
2: Yep, that's right. And, you know, that's a lot of of people or pastors want to be heavily involved in the finances or, or be kind of like the the whole Lord of everything that goes on within the church, and 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 we'd kind of been through a little bit of that, so it was kind of a welcome um, a welcome thing that happened. And because there had been a lot of questions, and so uh, like I said, this is just a whole new uh, sphere for us as far as what we had from the pastor of our church, and he just you know what he does, he is well he's the best at it i mean he's just awesome we love him and he loves us and it's obvious yep. the
0: All you you know that's uh, i've been upgraded you know god took took a took took a ordinary human and he's doing something extraordinary and this we're going to talk about that more as we go on but i mean uh, they're they're talking about me but it but really it's the holy spirit doing something crazy through me this is i couldn't do it i
1: agree with that no it's <laughs> yes, true no. he knows <laughs> yes. he knows yeah. but the reason i was talking about that is on the subject of our building and it's a i don't know if they're playing the video up here yeah. we're yeah, just
0: waiting it, for the sign
1: or with our building or not but with the subject of our building john paul has told me over the last few months he's getting a lot of questions John Paul takes care of the spiritual health of our church, and and he's been in that building, but he has no idea what's going on. So you guys, save him the save him the the time, because he's a very busy guy on that building. He'd talk about it if he knew, but he does not know. If you want to get a hold of me, call me, message me. I'll talk to you about the building but we're going to go over a little bit today about what's going on with that building. We over the last uh year, just a little o- under a year, you know, we we chose to to start with those Carpenters for Christ with the the free labor that we could have. And since that day, I think we've spent around $150,000 on that building. And uh, that money's not wasted. That money's not gone anywhere. That money is right out there in that building and material and, and uh, some labor and some, some people that we've asked to, to help oversee things that we've paid uh, as kind of our general contractor. Instead of, instead of p- paying for inflated bids from a general contractor, we hired our own general contractor that works for us and oversees that and makes sure that we get the best deal that we can get. But that's our—that's you know—that our sanctuary may not end up looking just like that. It may look a little different. Jock, I can't see John Paul standing on a floating stage with his horse, <laughs> with things going in and out.
0: We've talked about this before. I want—I want, I want some place where I can ride my horse in, and yeah. and and maybe we can yeah. keep him from getting in the people.
1: It's gonna—it's gonna end up looking more like this cell ring than that floating stage, but. You know, that church, it's going to take on our personality. And when you when you grow up at the sale barn, you know, it's got to kind of look a little bit like what we're used to. So that that's why I said it probably won't look exactly like that. You see the covered arena at the top? That's a whole different stage that, that we're not even working on yet. We're just working on that blue part right there. And that children's barn to the left, but right. this is a as you can see, it's beautiful and it's grand. And and I didn't come up with the plan. I I, I still believe that God sent the plan to a guy that was a large thinker. That John Paul would have never come up with such an elaborate plan.
0: No, I'd be trying <laughs> to do it out of a thirty thousand dollar Quonset hut. I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah
1: but we're charged we're charged here with a large plan and, and, and God must have been behind it because as one phase of our plan left and a, and a guy left that, that was in total charge of that plan somehow two more guys got charged with the with the responsibility of completing the plan and Appointed how do i know called how, yes how do i know that it that it's the correct plan it's the correct plan because if he wanted it not if he wanted it to fail, the money would have already quit coming in. You guys wouldn't be here anymore. And the cell barn would be dark on Sunday mornings. So it's 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 his plan. It, I know it's his plan. But this part right here for us to finish just the electrical, the plumbing, and the heat and air so far we we have one bid for everything and that bid is 1.2 million dollars just for those three things. Now we're going to end up getting those cheaper as time goes on. We already have one bid that would would beat the electrical part and that sounds like a lot of money. Currently we're saving about five thousand dollars a week or a month from our tithe and it goes into the building fund, so that's growing fairly rapidly and that's that's around sixty thousand dollars a year. But we're also talking to people in our community some some guys in our church are going out and uh, talking to people that have been blessed, blessed more than normal people, and these people know that they've been blessed more than normal people. And so far, we have—I uh, don't know—you say commitments or how did how did I word that? The, the pledge. We have pledges for between seven hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> now, those pledges don't—they're—they're not, they're not writing a check to us until we for sure have enough money to finish the project because we've gone as far as we can go a little bit at a time. When we start awarding electrical and plumbing to get roughed in and topped out, I mean, we're going to have to go finish the project. We're going to have so much in it. So that money will not come in until we have enough money raised or other pledges to get us to a point where we can either pay cash for it or afford to borrow borrow the rest of the money to complete the project. It sounds two million dollars sounds like a lot of money to me, but our God He owns all the cattle on a thousand hills. It's not that much to Him, and it's amazing when you talk to when you talk to another person, you know how willing or interested they are in helping. So you guys don't lose faith in that. Uh, we're going to continue to talk to people in our community and surrounding communities till we get those pledges up to an amount with what we've got saved up to complete the project. And it's going to work. I don't know. I can't tell you if it'll be this year, next year. I don't run the clock. I don't, I don't have the time. But, but God has the time. He knows when it'll be finished. And, and we just have to have faith. But you guys stay positive about it. Keep it all in your prayers. 25% of your tithe every week goes right into that building fund. We're saving fast for it. We actually upped that from last year. So keep it in your prayers. We We appreciate your tithe and your giving. If you know some of those people that have been overly blessed in their life that have large stacks of cash laying around, tell them about our project at church. We don't want any money from them until we get to a point that we know we can go finish it. At that point, we'll call the people that's made the pledges, say, hey, it's, this is how much we've got. It's it's time we, you know, if you're still willing, if you're still able, yeah. we need your money.
2: You know, God is going to finish this deal because there's, there's something going on here. As you guys all know, when you come, you can just feel it. Um, a lot of people... Or you know, I've seen new people here. Lots of new people. It seems like every week, God's moving. Something's happening here, and uh, His favor is on us. So it's going to happen. Like I said, just be patient. know and know that God is God, and it'll happen in His timing. It's it's a uh, it's what we got going on is great, and what's going to be going on is great. So just like Mark said, just keep it keep it in your prayers. Keep believing it's gonna happen. Yep. yep. That's right.
1: You guys pray over it every day as much as you can. I I hope it happens quickly. But uh if it doesn't, it's it's not any of our fault. It's that God doesn't want it to happen any faster. As fast as He wants it to happen, it'll be done. And with between seven and eight hundred thousand dollars already uh committed, I mean I think he's doing a pretty good job of getting it gathered up. I really do. And, and, uh, and it's not me. It's not Chris or, or, or John Paul. It's, uh, it's him. It's God. And, he, and he'll get it done. So you guys hang in there with us. We appreciate you coming to our, this church, being members of our church. We appreciate your tithe. And anytime anybody starts asking you about that building, you can say you can just say it's going as well as well as it can, and the, the money's coming in. The pledges are being made. We're saving money every month or every week, actually, towards it. So, anyway, that's that's all I have about the building.
0: Okay, you know, and, and um, that seems like a like a uh, it's real obvious that there's a deficit between between what we have and what we need. You know, and and. I was thinking it's crazy how, um, you can say it if you want to, um, um, uh, it's crazy how the Holy Spirit works and ties it all together, and and it it just works like it time and again, and and I couldn't see, I had this message percolating in me for this last week, and and uh, that I felt certain I needed to share, but I couldn't come up with how that it should tie together, and and uh, um or how how to to allow Mark and Chris to share what they needed to share and uh um so that so there's transparency and how is that going to apply cuz I'm just going to get real with you for a second I could care less about the building. but how what's going on with the, your spiritual health I'm completely responsible for that and and so how does all of this tie together and, uh, and so it's really interesting how, how it all worked. And, and earlier this week, I had this amazing day where I got to spend this time with this gentleman, and he's, he's, he's at the last chapter of his life. He's got lung cancer, and, and, and without a miracle, he's not going to be with us on this side a whole lot longer. And he started sharing his life story with me and it was one of the most amazing experiences of i'm going to tell you is one of the top two or three experiences of my entire life the way it all unfolded and he would tell of me of these tragedies that happened in his childhood and then he would describe this wonderful life that he had and he would tell me of another tragedy unthinkable and then he would describe this amazing life that he had lived and the fruit of it. And they seemed as far away from each other as the east is from the west. And and I, I'm going to tell you, in his presence, the Holy Spirit was so strong that he would start talking and I would start bawling. And because of what I do, I've usually got a pretty good grip on that thing. But I, he'd talk and I'd cry for a while and... He'd quit talking so I could get myself put back together, and I'd talk talk a little bit, and he'd start, and I'd go back to balling. But uh, through it all, I just kept coming back to those verses that I shared with the children, and I, I want to read them again. And it was it was so ha- amazing to me that our lives, the Lord of Heaven's Army says, this is Malachi one four one. The Lord of Heaven's army says the day of judgment is coming, burning like a furnace. On that day, the arrogant and the wicked will be burned up like straw. They will be consumed, roots, branches, and all. And we're like, that's really what I got coming. That's really, I've been arrogant. I've been wrong. I've been evil. My nature started that way. Each of us, we know. This is, he's talking about us. And then this very next verse, it says, But for you who fear my name, what, how did we get upgraded? We got upgraded simply by fearing his name, by coming here, by seeking him. Suddenly we are upgraded. And we have more upgrading. You know, I get this phone. And it gives me these notices. It says, uh, y- "Your upgrade has not yet been downloaded." We've got some upgrades. I'm, you know, usually I just talk cowboy talk, plain and simple. But today we're going to talk techie a little bit. <laughs> We've got some upgrades that have not yet been downloaded. It's waiting. But we don't always, isn't it interesting how it works? You know, for my phone to download the upgrade, I have to have it plugged into a power source and then receiving information through the Wi-Fi. I have to have it connected in more than one way. And I thought, isn't that interesting that we as God's people, we've been upgraded but we have more upgrades to receive, but in order to receive them, we need to be connected in multiple ways. We need to be connected to the power source. We've got to be plugged in, but then we also got to be connected to the, in, the information source as well, and there's multiple ways to get that. God's Word is an amazing way. God's people and being around them is another amazing way. So, this experience I had with this guy really started opening my mind about how his life had been upgraded for what it seemed like he should have. It seemed like he should have had a tragic life, but when he described it, it was amazing. Everything was set up for literally horror, as I listened, and yet. He had an incredible life and is looking forward to and the most amazing of amazing futures. Pretty quick, he's going to be birthed into where we're going, and it's going to be off the charts. So it is with each of us here, I believe and hope. It's also really interesting, and this is just a this is just a teeny bunny trail that I'm going to go on, but I'm not going to spend much time here. As we read through Malachi four, and it's talking about our upgrade, and it talks about a guy that was sent, and and I believe that people are sent to help us make our upgrade. This connection, that information connect, that Wi-Fi connect, we got the energy connect, and then he ties in with some information. In this case, if we go down here to the fifth verse, Malachi four five, it says, Look, I'm sending you a prophet, Elijah. Uh, he always sends somebody. says, so, look, I'm sending you a prophet, Elijah, before the great and dreadful day, dreadful day of the Lord of the Lord arrives. It's only going to be dreadful if we don't if we hadn't been upgraded. But if we haven't been, it's going to be pretty rough. Interesting thing to me though here in verse 6 is is that his preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and and the hearts of the children to their fathers. Otherwise I will come and strike the land with a curse. We will be cursed and are cursed if our mind isn't about our people, the people that are following us and the people that led us. It's obvious to me in this set of verses that it's the Lord's will that ultimately, as we've been upgraded, that our desire gets to be how we impact, how we protect the people that led us, and how we do a good job of leading the people that are following us. And our hearts are in those directions. Otherwise, Yep, we're cursed. We are leading them in a way that is not healthy for them. They're going without our protection, our prayerful protection, those that led us. It's easy to see how it's cursed. But the freedom of guiding those that are following us in a good, healthy way and protecting those that led us through prayer and petition in our upgrade. So, so so, now we're starting to get a little picture of how this impacts us personally. How is all this tied together? I, I didn't know either. But yesterday, yesterday we were at a cutting in Stillwater, and there was a guy there, Ashley Baxter. he's going to do the church service at 830, and I felt strongly that I was supposed to go and, and that the answers That I was seeking and had been seeking all week were going to be there. And he starts talking, I'm like, That's not it. Nope, that ain't it either. There it is. Isn't that crazy? There it is, right there before me, and suddenly I could see how it tied it all together. And so I my prayer, I want to pray with you right now for just a second so that because I want the Holy Spirit to tie it together as plainly for uh, each of us as He did for me, Heavenly Father, I just pray that You would speak through me right now, that You would that You would make this evident and clear where we are as a people, where we are as a church body, and and how this upgrade through faith in You is available to us. That that You are more than capable of doing the supernatural in each and every way and i praise you for this in the name of jesus amen so so i want to start with i've been really drawn to if we go to the third chapter we're going to end up in the 60th chapter of isaiah but if we go for just a second to the third chapter and if you have an 11:15 lunch date you need to cancel it you're going to be a little late today sorry but we're i'm usually the microwave guy but today we're going to spend a little time but if we go to exodus 3 for just a second this is all of us have heard this this story and we know this part of it but i've been i feel called to share this before i go to where we're going and so it says, one day, Moses, if we start here, right here, Exodus 3, 1, we're going to do the first three verses. One day Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the peace of Midian. He, he led the flock into the wilderness, came to Sinai, the mountain of God, came to the place where God was known. There the angel of the Lord peered to him in a blazing fire. From the middle of the bush, Moses stared in amazement through the bush It was engulfed in flames. It didn't burn up. Verse 3, this was amazing. Moses said to himself, why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see. Let's go to verse 4. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him in the middle of the bush, Moses. Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Now let's go to 5. Do not come any closer the Lord warned take off your sandals for you are standing on holy ground. I want you as we go forward right here I want you to take your shoes off. I want you to take the things that are the things that are between you right here right now. We're going to get real about where we are and what we believe and what we don't believe and the things that are inhibiting us. And I was thinking about why would this be so important? Take your shoes off because you're standing on holy, separate, different ground. And the only thing that makes any sense to me at all is, is he didn't want anything between Moses and this separate place that he was now standing and so, as I stand before you today and we're going to, as we go into Isaiah 60, I want you to think about this. I want you to take off your spiritual shoes that are protecting you, that are this box that you live in that keeps you from living in this supernatural, holy place that God has prepared for us. This upgrade that we haven't yet downloaded, okay? We've got, we've got some upgrades that we're gonna start finding a way to download right here. So if you'll turn with me, uh, now we've got our sandals off. <laughs> My sandals got spurs on usually. Mark's still do today, so it makes me feel good. Let's go to Isaiah 60 as we tie all this together. And we're gonna just read down through here for a ways. And it's it's an amazing, and it's an amazing chapter in in a, Ashley read it yesterday, and it, it, I thought I was just supposed to use one verse of it, but when I went through it last night, I was, I, I think I'm going to do the whole thing. We're just going to whip through this chapter, and we're going to let the Holy Spirit break it apart. Arise, Jerusalem. Arise, God's people. We're grafted into God's people. Jerusalem was his, was his, his people, his city is, still is, and we're adopted into that. Arise, God's people. Arise, Jerusalem. Let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. The glory of the Lord rises to shine on you. The glory of the Lord in my upgrading situation. I'm still just plugged into two sources. And I'm not fully upgraded. I'm, my download's not complete yet. But as I'm upgrading, I'm coming to understand the truth of this. For the glory of the Lord rises to shine on me. They were saying all this nice stuff about me before. That could not happen without a serious upgrade. I'm telling you. This is more like it. Darkness as black as the night covers all the nations of the earth. Listen to the news for a minute. We know it's true. Listen to, the, listen to them talk about it. You know what? I would not put anybody in that place of, of decision making unless they weren't fully in favor of murdering babies. It's dark out there. Darkness, as black as the night, covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. The hand of God has been in this body from the get-go. The hand of the the Lord has been in here crazy since I've been involved. I just can't believe it. He's taken us from ashes to, to an amazing place to where we're headed and He's used me in ways that I just never could have even imagined that he would use an ordinary cowboy like me. And he's put me in positions that people come and they ask me stuff, and I'm like, there's no way I'm qualified to answer that. And then the Holy Spirit will give me the answer. I'm like, well, there you go. I'm not, but he is. Sometimes they'll come, and I'll be like, you just need to start talking. Because the way it works for me, I'm not qualified to answer that. But in a minute, the Holy Spirit's going to show me, and then I'll share it with you. All the nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. I believe that as our body. That's what's happening. We're glowing, and people are noticing in our community. People notice when, when they see us. Cody was just talking about this before. He comes in here, and he's just shining. Mike, when he shows up here, and he just glows in this place, he just shines. i seen this picture. I don't do much Facebooking, as you know, but i seen this picture last year to this year. It was this scruffy lost guy, and then the new picture is this shining flower opening up. Blossoming, blossoming. blossoming—it's amazing. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come and see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Coming home to Him. Coming home to each other. He—we were created to be a people. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. People of authority. We're going to look and see our radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from a distant lands. Your daughters will be carried home. Those that seem lost will be found because of our upgrade, because of how it changes us, it impacts us. Danny Person's funeral, I mean, there was a guy, every time I was around him, here, I'm, You just couldn't, I wasn't thinking of it in these terms at the time, but I'm like, when I was in his presence, I'm like, if, I, if you can't see the Holy Spirit in that guy's face, you're not looking. He just glowed, and he was pleasant to be around, and it made you feel good whether you were there for a couple hours or if you are there for a couple of minutes because of the way the Holy Spirit worked, shined through him. Look and see for again. Look and see for everyone is coming home. Your sons and daughters, your sons are coming from distant lands. Your little daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy. Like now we're back to them calves, like being calves turned out to pasture. For merchants from, listen to this. For merchants from around the world will come to you. Resources, merchants, these are people doing stuff out there in e- economical ways. There's going to be in our upgrade that taps us into an economy from other places. So now this is not only personal, but this is also back to our church again too. Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy. The merch for merchants from around the world will come to see you. We're not even going to know where they're going to come from. I believe it with my whole heart. They will bring you the wealth of their lands. As we tap in, we've got our spiritual shoes off. So there's nothing between us and our upgrade. There ain't no telling. If he, can, if he can upgrade me to be here, if he can upgrade Mark and Chris <laughs> into a spot of anything useful, I mean, I love both of them. But, I, but the truth is, in this, I mean, really, if he can use the three of us for anything good, there's no limits. 6 vast caravans of camels will converge on you our camels today may have 18 wheels big old diesel motors tr- could be a train we got one comes by here several times a day i don't know what it looks like our god he uses he uses all our resources. The vast caravans of camels will converge on you. The camels of Midian and Ephah. The camel of the people of Sheba will bring gold and frankincense. It's so interesting. Gold is a thing of value, but gold is also a thing of deity. It's godly. If you take the meaning of it, it's a it's a godly godly thing. So 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 and frankincense for preservation had to do with when uh, preparation for burial so to preserve the body, so frankincense and myrrh. So the, the people of Sheba will, with, with deity and preservation will come worshiping the Lord. The flocks of Kedar will be given to you and the rams of, I don't know the name of this, will be brought for your, for my altars and I will accept their offerings. I will take I will make my temple glorious, verse 8. And what do I see? Flying like clouds to Israel, like doves to their nest. Things are going to be coming from all kinds of ways. They are ships from the ends of the earth. There are no limits. You know, one of the things that God showed me here three or four years ago, I started seeking him a direction. Where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? And the two things he reminded me of right off the bat, one of them, the first thing he showed me as I, I spent some time fasting and praying and earnestly seeking, trying to, trying to plug into both power sources so I could be upgraded to have the knowledge of knowing where I was supposed to go. The first thing he showed me was the people I'd been called to originally, Western people in all kinds of places, out there in the brush, at cuttings, rodeos, horse shows, dog shows, uncommon places. Then the next thing he showed me, and now I see it all start. The next thing he showed me, he said, John Paul, you will minister for me globally. I thought that meant I was on the radio one time, but it looks like it's bigger than this now. I tried to keep my shoes on. As I'm taking them off, I'm getting a better understanding. The ships from the ends of the earth, from lands that trust in me, from lands that trust in me, led by the great ships of Tarish, Tarshish, they will they will be. They are bringing the people of Israel home from far away, carrying their silver and their gold. They will honor the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he was filled, for he has filled you with splendor. We are not splendorous on our own. We tap into them two power sources and all of a sudden we start to become like Danny. We start to become like those that are glowing. We start to become filled with his splendor. Now listen to this in 10. Foreigners will come and rebuild your towns. Now this sounds like something we could use Out there on 8th Street, doesn't it, 203? Foreigners will come to rebuild your towns and their kings will serve you. For though I have destroyed you in my anger, we hadn't done it all right. I will now have mercy through my grace. 11, your gates will stay open day and night to receive the wealth of many lands The kings of the world will be led as captives in a victory procession. For the nations that refuse to serve you will be destroyed. We don't even have to worry about how that goes. All we got to do is worry about getting tapped in, getting the download complete, let him do his stuff. I think that just happens organically over there. The glory of Lebanon will be yours the fo- force of cypress fir the force of cypress fir and pine to beautify my sanctuary my temple will be glorious the descendants of your tormentors will come and bow before you you know I think about this type of thing in the ministry you rock along and people say lots of stuff our church body over th- and when you go around town, they'll be like, "Well, what about he going to take care of all that? We just got to worry about the download. The descendants of your tormentors will come bow before you. I believe they will come in the doors of what we're doing. Those who are despised, those who despise you will kiss your feet. They will be glad to see you. They will call you the city of the Lord, Zion of the Holy One of Israel. Fifteen, though you were once despised and hated, once we didn't fit in anywhere, and God's doing something glorious with us, no one traveling through you, I will make you beautiful forever, a joy to all generations through the download. Powerful kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need Powerful kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need as though you were a child. Listen to this. As though you were a child nursing at the breast of a queen. There is nobody. That woman there raising that, she was the queen of my house. Raising that girl there, she was the anointed one. I could do what I wanted as long as it fit into the program that they had in mind. And I... If she needed a spanking, I had to do it in the right way because I had to go against Mama too. The powerful kings and mighty nations will satisfy your every need as though you were a child nursing at the breast of a queen. You will know at last that I, the Lord, am your Savior and your Redeemer. He's the power source, the mighty one of Israel. Now here's 17. All of this for today To get to this verse. This was the verse that all of a sudden yesterday tied it all together for my mind. I will exchange your bronze for gold, your iron for silver, your wood for bronze, and your stones for iron. I will change, I will upgrade what you got going on. The tools that you come with, I will not just improve on them. I will make them better. So we as a people, we come with a certain set of tools. But he wants to take our bronze, tarnished bronze in my case. And he wants to turn it into gold. He doesn't even, he doesn't just He doesn't just upgrade it. He literally changes it altogether. You're not even the same. It's what he did with me too. I will exchange your bronze for gold, your iron for silver, your wood for bronze, and your stones for iron. I will make peace for your leader and righteousness your ruler. We get plugged into all these power sources and as he upgrades us, as he downloads the upgrade, we are beyond improved. We are altered. Our bronze is gold. Will you pray with me? Father, Every one of us here started out one way, and we've done a lot of things wrong. And yet, here we are in your presence, and we could see the truth of us needing an upgrade. And we oftentimes don't know how to get there, but today you showed us that we simply need to download, we need to take off our shoes. Stand on the holy ground that you put before us. Get tapped into the power source and be receiving the information. Father, I praise you for that. I praise you that you will change us, that you will change our future, that you will bring resources to us that we didn't earn, that we didn't know how to go get, that they just showed up because of how you changed us, because of of the places that you set us personally, as a person, and as a people. And Father, I just thank you for bringing our minds to those that are over us, those that led us here. Father, I just pray that you would be with them. Their journey is hard. Father, the enemy is against them. Sometimes their journey is lonely. Father, I just pray that you would be with them, that you would protect them, that you would guide them, that you would give them, that you would give them a people to be beside them, that they wouldn't always be leading, that sometimes you would just bring people alongside of them to walk with them. And Father, I pray for those that are following us. Father, I pray that that you would that you would alter us to a place that they could just see you that they could just see you shine through us, that they could just see you, the good work that you are doing in us, that somehow that their mind would be forgiven to the places that we failed and that they could just see us as you have altered us, as you have upgraded us. I just praise you for all this and I thank you for this body. And Father, I just, I just, so anxiously awaiting to see how you're going to use each of us personally and how you're going to how you're going to do something mighty with the resources of the church property and the building and this church body that you've given us responsibility over and i pray this in jesus name amen